Hello, this is Sandra. What you're about to hear, I'm calling episode 333. It was actually a conversation I had on Facebook Live with Scott Milligan, Darren Wynn, Carrie McLeod, and Phil Dykes. It's so good talking about the state of the world with the coronavirus, about spirituality, about grief, about inspiration. It really is good. It's posted as a video on YouTube as episode 333. But if you're listening to this, I just wanted you to be able to hear it. We also make reference to that we're starting some online spiritualist church services starting on March 29th, and they're going to run uh, during Sundays over the course of this whole thing while we're all housebound. So if you want to find out more about those, go to wedontdieradio.com. They will be held on Facebook Live and on Zoom. There are different ways to watch them or watch the video replay. What's different about spiritualist services are that they also do an evidential demonstration of mediumship at the end of the service. So like any church service, there'll be prayers, there'll be inspiration, there'll be a sermon. But at the end, there's always that proof of the continuity of life, which is pretty cool. So listen to the episode. I hope you join us. Again, everything's on wedontdieradio.com that you can find out all the links. Enjoy. I'm Sandra Champlain. Uh, maybe your friend on Facebook. I may not be and be after this evening's conversation. I am a chef with Marion's Hospitality. We work with race car teams. I'm also the author of the book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And I run a podcast called We Don't Die Radio. And here with me now are some of my bestest, most favoritest people in the whole wide world. They've all been guests on We Don't Die Radio. They've all been uh, tutors at the live We Don't Die events that we've had so far. So I'm going to introduce you to the beautiful Carrie McLeod up there. Look at that beautiful smiley face. And her husband, Philip Dykes. And Hello. The, two, the two of them are evidential mediums and tutors and absolutely great people. Carrie is also a very good coach and coaches people on fulfilling their life's dreams and businesses and such. And then down at the bottom, these two handsome gentlemen, we have Darren Wynn. Hello, Darren. <laughs> Darren is the most recent guest on We Don't Die Radio, episode 332, which will keep you on the edge of your seat. He's great. And then just to his side is the handsome Scott Milligan, who is a crazy man and one of our best friends. And he's also the leading physical medium in the world who, what do I say? He does a lot in the dark and in the light, but that's a whole, we've interviewed him plenty of times, but we thought we would come on because of just not just everything that's going on in the world, but try out a new technology. We've got um, some big hopes and dreams of doing online services and online lots of things. And so we were playing around for the first time. We're on Zoom, tying it into Facebook Live and just seeing what we can do. So we thought this would be a great opportunity for us to chat, talk about what's going on in the world, um, share some inspirations, share some humor, uh, answer some questions and just be with you guys. How's that sound? Absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. I've got sunlight shining right into my face. Can you see? <laughs> Very nice. God is shining on you, Sandra. Uh, I think so. And Phil's oh. got some light shining off his forehead as well. That's natural. <laughs> I'm just trying not to lean forward so I don't blind anybody. Oh. 
So how's how are things going for you guys? We've got the fear of the virus going on in the world, but are you hunkered down with food? And what are your thoughts? And let's just chat. Um, I think really the the situation that we are all facing at the moment is this unknown entity, unknown situation that has presented not only to certain countries but all over the world, no matter rich, poor or colour, skin, gender, it's going to face everyone. And there is a lot of fear out there at the moment and people are either going to react in the best way or it's going to bring out the fear base and the worst of, of humanity. But I hope that this gives us an opportunity to kind of relook and reevaluate of who we are and how we treat humanity and how we treat the world. And the world is renewing itself. And I was thinking about this earlier, uh, that when we look at the uh, leaves of the tree, you know, in, in summertime, we see the beauty of the tree. And then all of a sudden, I wonder if the tree is fearful of autumn and the winter's breeze to be stripped of all life seems dead like nothing exists anymore like there's no hope and you stand alone and then all of a sudden it bursts back into life and it bursts back brighter and stronger than before and i think this is how we are going to face this situation that we are going to bind together and as spiritualists as people who are interested in what we are um worshiping inspiring to be we're all going to bind together and mediumship will change for the better and so will humanity and so will nature and so will everyone else mm -hmm. completely agree scott i think there's something to be said about how people react in times of need and in times where the world is under threat from whether it be wartime or in illnesses is just now when there's a great need on the planet the spirit world seem to always present themselves and always find a voice. And I think nowadays in a modern world, there is a voice for the spirit world to be heard. But it's about holding that integrity and that truth about what the spirit world is here to say and about having the sense of purpose and giving back. Because the spirit world has given everybody a great deal in between the last time of need and now and it's about us being able to give back in some way and I think Sandra this has been marvellous for you to bring us together in a way that we can share the spiritual truths that offer that support that offer that knowledge and offer that um, sense of not being alone when a lot of us are finding ourselves at home alone. Yeah I think what Kerry's just said uh, reflecting what Scott has just said I think there's that time that we all need to pull together in this time of need. We're in unprecedented um, situations, things that have not been experienced for 40, 50 years in some countries. Some other countries have been exposed to other things recently, but we're all in this together. And I think it's time that we come together, we celebrate together, we get together as a one nation, one human race, and we actually do some good work together. Um, to provide healing for people but what you've done tonight Sandra by bringing us all together is the first steps in this to bring us all together to reach out something that is completely free that we're just giving supporting pulling together in, in this time of need 
Yeah, it's important. I've seen a lot of the celebrities do concerts online now for free. And some of our American talk show hosts are doing their their shows just from their house. I mean, it's really nice. And they're all just pure acts of giving. And I know on the flip side, there's people who are thinking, oh, how can I get rich off this? Like the guy who got all the hand sanitizer and was trying to sell it for a lot of money and, and things. But it is time to come together. And it's interesting to me because a lot of times, um, for those who, of you who don't know, we now have 332 episodes of We Don't Die Radio. And the whole premise behind it is to give you the best evidence that not only do we not die, of course, our body will, but we go on, that personality that we have, our loved ones are still around, our pets are still around but to empower people to live the best life that they can now, that your life really is for a purpose. So it's been a labor of love for me for uh, past, I think, five years as We Don't Die Radio. I wrote my book just over, uh, just almost 10 years ago after my dad passed. And it was just time to come clean with everything I knew about the afterlife. And a lot of people shake their heads and, oh, you can't possibly have any good things to say, but you know what? We do, we, we do. And the people that you see in front of me, are, I feel are some of the best of the best helping people believe in that. So as we, one of the things um, that's always kind of been a thorn in people's sides is that we've been so addicted to technology that we've gotten away from actually being together. And I think it's really interesting that now technology is bringing us together in this way and I'm wondering if you guys can share a little bit about this unseen world, because there's people that are all alone in their house right now. I'm with my mom. I'm very thankful I am. You, you guys are together, which is great. But there's a lot of people sitting at home alone right now. Are they really alone? Or can you talk a little bit about this unseen world? Who would like to go first? <laughs> I, I personally believe that we are not worlds apart. We are actually more in the spirit world than we are physically within this reality. And for those who are facing this moment of being by themselves, there, there is a whole host of people around you. Silver Birch, who was one of the philosophers that spoke through Maurice Barbonell, uh, who was an extraordinary instrument for the world we call unseen. He describes a seance room, and it's my favorite saying, and I, I want it to highlight a, a part of it. And he says, to you, this is a little room. To us, it is a grand temple. These little walls have vanished, a radiant dazzlement of brilliance. Hundreds upon hundreds assemble here, each with a mission to perform, some to serve and some to be served. To you, this is a little room. To us, it is a grand temple. And the bit I want to highlight, it says hundreds upon hundreds assemble here. And it's only when we are quiet, it's only when we are kind of alone inwardly, that's when the doors to the unseen world open up. I know myself, I get a lot of communication when I go to bed. And when I, I, when I lay down and I'm by, my, by myself with my thoughts, and all of a sudden I become aware of the presence of the unseen world. And that presence has always been there. It's just that my mind's been too active. And this time when we are all alone, um, this is a perfect opportunity for us to sit in the silence and kind of ask ourselves, where does God reside within us? Uh, or the soul reside or love reside? 
And then that, as you move into that, that's when you become aware of this wonderful vibration that then opens the door to the unseen world. Um, so I say this is an opportunity, but for me, the spirit world moves as fast as this. Our minds equally move as fast. And it's about stopping. And then the other world will stop and then shadow our thoughts. And then you become aware of this gentle thought. Those who are at home at the moment, if you are getting tingling around the head, um, like a static feeling, that's them. And all you just need to do is just to tune yourselves more in. And I swear to you, start to become aware of the presence and the voice of the unseen world. That's beautiful. We can all smile and have fun while we're doing this. And you at home, if you're having a cup of tea or a cocktail, we raise our glasses to you. Oh, your glasses disappeared. See-through. It's, it's dematerialization. <laughs> okay, everybody. Here, I'll come clean. This beautiful, clean bedroom behind me is just a picture. I have a big mess behind me. I just was looking for a place to do this that was bright and cheery, but I don't want you to see what's really behind me. So that's why. <laughs> that happens, but it's a kitty cat on the glass. <laughs> I'm all about being open. I think it's a, a time as well that we're all joining and supporting, but also it's a time for self-reflection to go on that inner journey, emotionally, mentally, physically, to work out who we are and what we can do for each other. And to quote a term, it's the spiritualization of the soul. So in other words, we can go in and connect with the self and build that power, build that space for the spirit world to draw close they're only a thought away so in other words as we sit there just feeling relaxing just going into our own space it allows the spirit world to come around us i use some of scott's words here where they dust the consciousness they, they impress upon our minds and they gave give information if you will or they just plant that seed of a thought in and just starting in that one space in that simple technique will help us all be better people, will help us all personally grow. So, again, these are times where we can not just think of what the worst is happening, but actually change our own world, change our own inner world and change our thoughts, change our consciousness into better people, spiritualization. And Gordon Higginson was a master of that. He talked about this in many, many lectures. The mediumistic ability cannot grow unless the actual person spiritually grows, spiritualizes by getting in touch with their inner thoughts, inner soul on that personal journey. Mm. And it is one that is very personal and very individual. And for many of us, we're, we've become isolated and, and separated from others. But maybe in some way we become more linked with and together with the people who are physically gone. It's tragic that we have to have such severe um, things happen in order to take that time out. But we probably all can identify with going 100 miles an hour, working, sleeping, doing, being, trying. But now life has paused. It really has slowed down. And in that pause, if we maximise that, we will come out of this slightly differently, hopefully not being unwell, but spiritually a bit different in terms of 
being sensitive, because as your sensitivity increases, your natural sensitivity to that unseen world increases as well. And so when we know that, Sandra, you have a lot of people who have lost children, who have lost parents and siblings and friends, maybe this just might be the space and the time where they can connect in a way that you can recognise because there's nothing to distract us. Sadly, the reasons are because of um, a virus, but maybe we can get some good out of it. I think that's good words. For me, when I was on this journey, I the, the whole science world learned that energy can never be destroyed. So if you take um, a puddle of water and a bright sunshiny day, the puddle will dry up, but is the water gone? Or if you take a log and throw it on the fire, it burns, but is the log really gone or is it just changed form? And one of the things that I had to struggle with is how could we continue to exist even if our body was gone? And it really helped me to know that energy cannot be destroyed and also that many different kinds of energy can live in the same space at the very same time. So I always like to use the word hereafter because I really do believe the hereafter is hereafter. Mm -hmm. And I love that because just as I'm connected wirelessly now to the internet that's connecting to you guys, around me there's satellite signals and GPS and telephone and radio and television and all this stuff happening in this unseen world. And this, even though we can't see it, is the energy that I believe where our loved ones reside. And even though I think it's easier for us humans to believe this is reality, I actually think that unseen world is reality and here on the earth plane is just some place we step into just for a very short time. Mm. And I, I think that's very true. And as uh, a friend of mine in the unseen world said to me, we are sleepwalking through our life. And some of us are woken by the voice of the spirit. Other people are woken by uh, accident or tragedy cause and effect. But eventually we all wake up to the realization that there's something beyond this physical existence that we're in. Even when we sleep, we move to the very shores of eternity and we meet up with all those who we love, but we thank God that we sometimes we don't remember that because I think if we really saw how this world that awaits us is, we would slit our throats when we wake up because we wanna be back there and our loved ones walk by our side. The spirit people have said the difference between our world and yours, in your world, meaning our world, you know, people leave us. In the spirit world, people join us. And for us, we are bound by time. The spirit world is not bound by time. So the, the separation that they feel is only a heartbeat, only a breath. But for us, it can be many years. And it's just using this opportunity where we are being made to not think in our, our monetary life, like I have to go to work to get paid to feed, but sitting at home and contemplating and being still. And we've already started to see the atmosphere clearing up. Pollution is down almost 50%. 
the rivers in Venice are now crystal clear. The, the sky is looking more blue. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed that. The birds seem like they're singing louder. The flowers are growing stronger. And everything seems to be renewing itself. And from this disaster, and I, I call it a disaster because someone is going to bed tonight with someone who's not here anymore due to this reaction. And so it must be remain as a disaster. But it's how we survive beyond this and how we move through it as uh, one consciousness. You know, I can't, I can't bear the thought that someone uh, across the street is going hungry or is unable to, to do something because they're so imprisoned or in through fear. You know, we should be out, you know, out there supporting in a safe way. You know, obviously not, not doing what our government is, is saying, you know, you've got to stay your distance, but there's ways we can help them. And like we're talking now, you know, some of us are grieving and just having a simple touch and saying, look, we are on this path together will help so many people. Yeah, I think if you guys could talk to Darren, I'm, people want to hear from you too. <laughs> a little bit about... Ha ha. No, a little bit about your lives. Cause I know for myself, I have a day job. I work with the race teams and we were down in Sebring, Florida. We had spent three days setting up. We cooked for one day and it was to be 12 days cooking. And when they said, okay, the race is called off. And then so are all the races through May. And so our next event will be in June. And so it really, I mean, that's my livelihood with my mom as well. And so it really took things in a direction I didn't know it was going. So Darren and Scott, can you start first? Because I know you guys do other things besides um, the Austin Wish Circle and, and being a tutor. And just the impact and what, Darren, what you had said to us yesterday about the difference you're trying to make with the seniors in your community. Well, we, we, for people that don't know, we went a Catherine's shop back in the UK. Um, luckily, it's not really hit our town at the moment. Um, but the UK government, it was a few days ago, uh, it was about, what, five o'clock in the evening, we were told that evening that all cafes, bars, restaurants ceased trading immediately, uh, which to us was a shock, because, um, you know, you didn't expect it, it's your data, it's your income, it's your life. Um, obviously, we had to follow the instructions, and we tried to think what we could do um, to help still, uh, but continue the business in some way. Um, because the first thing that comes into your mind as a human being is a monetary aspect. You think, mm -hmm. how am I going to survive? How's the business going to survive? Um, and we've always kind of pushed that to one side now. Um, and what we're trying to do to help, we're trying to help people in the NHS and the elderly people. Um, obviously, because we run a business, we have suppliers. Um, and the same as in the US and across the world, all the supermarkets, stores, they're all empty. Um, everyone's panic buying, the shelves are empty. Um, so we're now going around to the elderly places and we're offering to get these supplies in for them. Um, just the basics, you know, we have the supplies, we can get the stuff um, and we're selling to them at cost price. Um, but we're going to take orders, get the stuff delivered, we're going to deliver the stuff personally to them, um, keep a safe distance, etc. But it's just settling their minds, you know. Um, I think, I, From my point of view, it's the elderly that's more alone and they're more scared. Um, the day we was closing, we had an elderly lady come in and she was almost in tears. Um, the fact that she was going to be in isolation, she had nobody. Um, 
and she's quite an active woman. She volunteers in a lot of organisations. And she said, I've become useless. She said, there's nothing I can do to help. You know, as much as I want to help, I'm being told I've got to stay isolated. Because um, in the UK, the UK government has put all the elderly um, and vulnerable people in isolation for 12 weeks. Um, and she's felt absolutely useless, you know, compared to what she normally used to do. And I said to her, well, give me your number. I said, I'll check in, from t- check in time to time. And all our neighbours and her close, they're all elderly as well. So I'm going to give her a call tomorrow, see how she's doing. And again, see if all the neighbours need anything. You know, do you want something picking up? Do you want something delivered? Um, and it doesn't feel a lot, but that's at the moment we feel that's all we can do to help. Um, you know, but we just try and do what we can as best we can. But at the same time, we have to protect ourselves um, because of our family. But I think a lot of people are struggling, really struggling to get their heads around what's going on. Um, and I know we're seeing a lot in the news where people aren't taking responsibility. They're not doing the social distancing. And I don't think it's ignorance. I think it's people haven't got their heads around it. It's a shock. Um, and I think the the elderly are, are more resilient than the younger generation because they've said we've lived through the war. We've lived through worse and we will get together. And I love that fight spirit in them and stubbornness. And then, you know, you say to them that, you know, let me help you carry your milk. No, I'm fine. I'm going to see it through. And um, that's what we love. And the thing is that we employ staff and we've had to tell our staff, you know, we've been told by the government we're not allowed to, to open. So the impact on our lives, our family lives, but the people we employ it's a ripple effect of making sure that these people that are helping us grow our business is looked after as well. And, you know, making sure they have milk, make sure they have bread, make sure they have bacon, uh, eggs, flour, the basics that we need and toilet roll. You know, um, I've never known toilet roll to be so valuable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, you know I, I'm reusing <laughs> toilet roll afterwards, you know. <laughs> But um, it's about also making sure that we keep the spirit of what we're about, you know, the spirit of unity, united kingdom. Um, You know, we are united in in this, but it's not just England, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. So the impact for, for us is the shop, but also as a tutor, as a demonstrator, um, this has caused an effect because we have Holland, we have New Zealand, uh, these are people that are flying into different places and everything has ceased and stopped. But the thing that I've said to Darren and said to everyone, it's nothing that we have done. It's something that's an invisible force that has has started to, to grip so many people. And like I said, we, you know, we will stand again. We will move through this. And this is an opportunity for us to find who we are again and come out stronger. I know helping parents heal is was to have their annual gathering conference coming up in a, just a couple of weeks time and having parents fly in from all over the world and that's had to be postponed. So maybe through the magic of something like we're doing right now, we can assist them in having something online that weekend. I think that would be a great, great organization. And the words of all their speakers need to be heard and the camaraderie between parents needs to still happen. And even though it might be postponed a little while, I mean, there's a lot we can do 
online. So, man, my heart goes out to you guys. And Phil and Carrie, I know you had a lot on the agenda also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And likewise with, with Scott and Darren, there there's an impact. And it, it's nothing that we can really prepare for. But there are the other ways we can reach people and support people. For us, we live at the end of a cul-de-sac, surrounded, some of to yourself, Scott and Darren, by elderly people. So we have the numbers. Um, we went round around about a week ago and got all their most of them are just landlines they don't have mobile phones so we're doing phone calls we've got um supplies here that we're going to be sending to to them through leaving them on the doorstep and passing them in but we're also members of a spiritualist church in Dunfermline so I know Sandra and Scott and Darren and many others that might be watching are going to be joining us because a lot of the time when we're there on a Sunday, that's the people's only night out. That's the only time they get out. They get a taxi to the church, they enjoy the service, they enjoy the social interaction, and they get a taxi home. And that is their only time out of the house. To take that away um, fully just doesn't feel right when we've got another way of doing it. So we find a way of being able to bring us all together on a Sunday evening, not tonight obviously but next Sunday and finding a way that we can make a difference to people but it is about looking after everybody else not just the elderly but those with young children as well that are living on their own and those that are with young children that are still needing to go out we've got our emergency services our nurses our doctors and those that are out looking after animals vets and such like those people are, are the unsung heroes, they're, they're doing things without any acknowledgement or need for acknowledgement. So it's about keeping our ears and eyes open as to what's going on out there and who needs our help. Mm, absolutely. Um, to, just to be clear, we haven't stockpiled anything whatsoever. Um, but we're, Did it sound like we had? It might, might some people <laughs> might think that, but we haven't. We haven't at all. What we're doing is what we've got just for us to survive and we're yeah. sharing with our neighbours and stuff like that and said, look, have you run out of something? If we do go into lockdown, if you do want to stay in, we'll come and ring the doorbell and leave it on the um, doorstep for them so they don't, there's no contact or anything, but we, we'll, we'll share whatever we've got. I think as spiritualists, people that work with the spirit world, we should be doing everything we possibly can. Like Kerry said, getting telephone numbers, to just, just, just checking in, walking past the window and just if you see them, wave. Some people, don't, they don't have that contact. And to imagine now that people be isolated in their, own, in their own homes without that contact and what we're doing here and we, like Kerry said in the church, we've set people up with Zoom, we've set people up with other things so that they can make contact now. And they seem to be using it, that yeah. it seems to be making a difference. They've actually, a few of them have turned around and said, you know what, it's better than the news. We don't have to listen to the drama or anything else. We can just talk mm-hmm. up and we can look at people. So mm-hmm. technology is playing its part. It's, it's helping. It is. Speaking of technology, I wanted to see if I could share my screen. Let's see if I can figure this one out. This is new to me because we just, uh, let's see, share screen. Let's see how I do this. Ready? Can you guys see that? Yes, we can. Yes, this is what we're just talking about for next Sunday. We are going to be doing an online church service, a divine service. Welcome to anyone and everyone. And so what we're doing right now, talking to you guys, we're also 
figuring out Zoom and how we go about sharing it because we're going to share this on Facebook Live. And we'll also be sharing it in a Zoom room where you can participate. I think I need to close my shade <laughs> a little bit. It'll look a little funny. At least you've got but, the You know what? I think stripes are good on me. I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, Avatar. Yeah, that looks good. But we are coming together. It'll be next Sunday. It'll be completely free. And if one of you guys could talk about some of the elements that happen in a divine service, because I grew up Catholic. So this, if I was participating in Catholicism, this would be a whole new thing for me. But could you just talk about what, what it would be like and how much time we'll be together and what some of the elements are of divine service? Okay. Well, it's every Sunday evening, most spiritualist, or on an evening or a morning, most spiritualist churches throughout the world will hold a divine service and many of you might um, have seen a demonstration of mediumship where the, the mediumship it's all about the mediumship it's about the contact it's about the evidence but on a divine service it's got a slightly different feel about it it is there people come together under the banner of spiritualism the intention is about um, education it's about the philosophy philosophical truths of spiritualism um, the seven principles people get to know more about the seven principles of spiritual um, spiritualism there's normally starts off with a prayer which i believe mr milligan will be doing um, then there'll be some sort of um reading which i believe you might be doing sandra so that will be taken in our church, sometimes it's taken from Silver Birch. Sometimes it's taken from one of the other good um, educational books of old about spiritualism, the spirit world, whether it be about healing or evidential or um, the history of spiritualism, the pioneers. And then there will be some healing as well and profoundly important. Healing is the foundation on which mediumship is based. I mean, mediumship is about healing. And then we have a philosophical address, which again will be delivered by Mr. Milligan. Um, and it's about, it's the message for everybody. It's a part of the service that touches everybody. The spirit world inspire the address so that everybody leaves knowing a little bit more or understanding or engaged in thought or maybe have debate, or maybe a seed be planted about the spirit world or the unseen world, or is there an afterlife? And then we normally have some music and then a bit of demonstration of mediumship, which will be delivered by Mr. Dykes here. Um, and it's the demonstration on a Sunday is about providing evidence of the proof that people's lives continue after physical death. So it ordinarily will be evidential, it will be of the spirit world and not psychic. It will be all about the communicator, it will have the emotional content, the objective evidence there, and it will touch maybe one or two or three people in a divine service. But again, it should be thought-provoking, people even going, how on earth did they know that? And it starts somebody on their spiritual journey. So a divine service is thought-provoking. It encourages debate and understanding. And people should leave comforted um, and with a greater question about what is this spiritualism? What is the spirit world? I want to know more and thereby spiritual paths start. 
should be inspiring. I'll be cheering yes, yourself. you're always cheering. You're not getting out of anything. Um, it should be uplifting, inspiring, joyful. It, it, it's about life and it's about celebrating life. Um, from Scott's talk to your reading to Kerry chairing, we'll all have a wonderful time. We'll all be joyful and enjoy the experience. That's, that's what it's about. It's about bringing that light into everyone's life. Uh, and whether they're spiritualists or just everyday people, everyone's welcome to join. Because it's non-denominational. Yes. Although it, spiritualism in itself is a, um, acknowledged religion, it is non-denominational. So anybody of any faith, including agnostic or atheist, can join in and just be part of it. And you're going to sing as well, aren't you, Kerry? Um, <laughs> no. Out of all of us, I think Sandra and Kerry should sing. Yeah. That's not nice. I think Darren should sing. He's a... We do he likes the song. See, what, yeah. I, what I love about the service is it can't be rehearsed. And that, that's one thing that is should be the old traditional way, is it can never be rehearsed. So we must be able to stand up and be moved by the power instead of sitting there holding it and thinking, right, I've got to say this, say that. No, it's about standing and moving into the power and moving into the spontaneous thought of the unseen world and allowing them to lead us through the service and learn from that that wonderful eternal power scott can you talk a little bit about prayer something that is just coming to me is learning from you what prayer is versus the rehearsed prayers i learned growing up that i can still repeat to this day but i have no idea what they mean in this time of uncertainty in the world if you could just speak of a little bit about prayer, the value of prayer, and like what a real prayer is. Yeah, see, for me, prayer is about moving into your soul's power, moving to, into whoever you are, and the prayer should set the scene. The prayer should be the thing we offer to the unseen world. We should be the ones which are kind of knocking for them and saying, I'm ready now, and allowing the other world to then use that love that we are creating to then bridge the gap between the two worlds. Um, I used to sit and listen to the prayers and I there was no power there. There was no moving of everything. It was cold. And then I started to see people who were being moved into an emotion and then they were able to speak um, so beautifully and being inspired. But then when we looked at, you know, when you look at them clairvoyantly, they're not, having a discarnate mind speaking to them. It was their soul reaching out and saying to, to the spirit world, you know, you, I'm still a part of the world. And as that moves, that is, is you're, you're stepping into your power. We, we hear this phrase, power, power, power all the time. And it drove me nuts. And then I realized that I am the power. And just doing that silent prayer moves you. You know, a, a prayer... It has the foundations of not wrapping your words in pretty paper, but it's speaking from your, your heart and saying what you truly mean. And some people are uncomfortable with that. And I always say to people, if you're going to do a prayer, all you need to do is just say, you know, dearest divine and infinite spirit, I'm here for you, but truly mean it and not pay lip service to the spirit world. Mm. No, I'm totally agreeable. Um, I think your prayer is very per personal. And we shift our consciousness into that place where we feel 
our emotions, our mental thoughts. And as we engage in that, that power from within, within the soul, our own expression starts to come. And as we move into that emotional, mental state, then the spirit world actually blend with us. So no prayer can be scripted. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be scripted. And, and for somebody who's aware of the spirit world, they should be able to notice within the voice there's a change. Within the personality of the person doing the prayer, there's a change. But also somebody sat watching it can see if they look closely, the movement of the soul, the power in the auric field, everything shift and move. And it's a pure joy to experience and to witness. Because when we hear the words, and especially if they're in that power, they touch you emotionally. They shift you. They take you, the congregation, the listening person, the listening ear, into a place of self-reflection and thought and debate. So for me, power is all about the sorry the, the prayer is all about the intention from within that's for the greater good uh, and i think carrie darren scott samuel all agree that it, it, it should come from the heart it should come from that inner place um sandra you mentioned before about how we can enjoy life how we can um connect to everything live in that spiritualization the creative force of life when we do a prayer, we're touching life, we're being part of life, we're experiencing life, but what we're doing is we're putting it into words to bring it across. I think there's that part now that when we do see a prayer in our divine service, we've got to be able to say the prayer on behalf of everybody else. So it requires the medium to have their own conversation with God, their own prayer with and to be comfortable with that conversation in order for them to have that prayer on behalf of everybody else and that's the difference between one being scripted and one showing that the medium is able and has contacted that part of themselves that isn't divine yeah and we, we are divine go ahead scott no i was, was going to say that if you listen to or, or re-watch what we we've, we've all said this evening there's times when we are moved and our soul is speaking and not necessarily the spirit world um but i'm saying that we our inner self is speaking to whoever wishes to listen and that is something that you you become more and more aware of as your steps within the unseen world gets gets further uh, people who know me know that i'm can have the, the most wicked sense of humor but then all of a sudden something switches. The same with Phil, same with Carrie, same with Daryl, same with Sandra. We, something switches within. It's like moving into a room and switching on the light and it's, it just changes. It's a power. And it's a, like a fragrance of that like, your soul is emanating out to the unseen world. And that's just it. We are, I say this often, we're souls having a human experience. Uh, we, we like to think when we cross over, transition, whatever you want to call it, step into the unseen world. We have all these, you know, we think it and we can have it. Well, I say we are a soul having a human experience. We have a lot of these abilities that just lie dormant within us. It's uncanny. Like there's a lot that's come out about the power of gratitude. And I had once done this 28 day gratitude journey thing that I was writing what I was grateful for, like really grateful for in my life from the tiny things to the big things. And then I started writing things that I was grateful for that hadn't happened yet. 
with that full faith in prayer that things would happen. And it was so bizarre, you guys, that those things on that list that I sincerely gave gratitude for started happening. And so I shared this practice with other people. I think it's uh, the lady who wrote The Secret, Rhonda Byrne. I think it's called The Magic. It's that book. But things started happening. And in my investigation with the afterlife, one of the things I stumbled upon was the power of prayer. And it's really interesting because it has, it's another thing been proven through science. People that get prayed for, like as a, many people say praying for one individual will heal faster maybe than someone who hasn't prayed for them. And even things like the placebo effect, people have had knee operations, but nothing's changed internally, but their knee is healed because they believed it had. We are really powerful beings. And I think, you know, I've actually seen a lot of people, a lot of my Facebook friends that are speakers are doing things on gratitude and on prayer and things, but don't discount that. It's a very, very real force. Uh, I have no idea what we're, you know, capable of as human beings, but it really doesn't hurt to visualize the world when we're all back together again, the, you know, we're not out of toilet roll, <laughs> you know, those things like that, that um, we're all healthy back together again in, in no time. So it doesn't hurt, does it? No. no. And I think that if we, we look at things, you know, well, things happen in our lives and we say, we thank the spirit world and we say, but spirit world did this or spirit world did that. And I kind of start to change my thoughts and think, did the spirit world mm-hmm. actually do that? Or did our soul give us that opportunity? Because the spirit world is always there and they're ready to, to do what they need to do or work with whatever we can provide. It's like an opportunity that our soul has given. And it's about if we move with that opportunity, good or bad, um, the spirit world will be there to, to observe or assist if they require. But it isn't the spirit world that gave it to us. It's maybe our soul has said, this is an opportunity. When people say there's lessons, I don't necessarily think of lessons. I think of it as an opportunity, opportunity to either walk forward towards it or step away and say, no, this isn't me. So this, I'm not saying what has happened now is our soul has given this opportunity. I think sometimes, you know, bad things just happen. Uh, But from the bad comes the good, from the darkest comes the dawn. And we are just using this, this time wisely um but what you're speaking about the gratification is is what is reflecting within is reflecting out and saying i am now open to receive i am now open to grow i'm now open to change Mm -hmm. i think that's something we've been talking about for the last few years that spiritualization of the self the soul it's not just a dream anymore you're living it you're creating it you're very essence, vibration, energy is in that thought, is in that positive place. And if we stay there and we keep there and we live there, then these things start to manifest around us. I mean, the book itself talks about it, but actually living that life, because we lead busy lives, everyone here, everyone that's watching, before this hit us, we were living and, and working at 100 miles an hour. Now we've got that time to reflect rethink start to work out what we want and how we can change how we can change things for the better and by having a thought today creates the reality of tomorrow and starts to really change the world and 
even a simple thought that would happen very, very recently of your Sandra and Scott and Darren and Kerry about doing something like that. A simple thought created reaction that created a life event that's reaching out and helping many, many hundreds of people. Many more things to come, Sandra, because I know you've got other things that you have planned. Oh, I do. And I fingers crossed that everything happens as it should. We, uh, yeah, even just to share, you, Carrie and Phil and I had planned an online demonstration of mediumship this Saturday. And that is a paid event. That's a $25 paid event. That's um, a great thing. You know, we've had that planned for a long time now. Um, I can share a little bit about that before this is over, but that's this Saturday. And you can go to wedontdieradio.com and find out more about that. But we planned that. And then doing this online uh, divine service, I still remember Darren and I talking about, like, we need to do this. You know, we were at another divine service and just started thinking, what would it be like to have a service that the music played was joyful? The prayers, (laughs) the prayers were prayers that really meant something. The demonstration was something that was just very authentic and real and that everybody really got touched. So we didn't know how, we didn't know when. We thought at our next We Don't Die event, we'll put in a divine service on the Sunday and voila, you know, we created it here for this coming Sunday. And then in June, we have scheduled We Don't Die Seattle first weekend in June. And we have 20 some people registered for that. And I've got every finger and toe crossed that this <laughs> will, you know, be clear and free and that we can make that happen. Um, obviously we'll be smart about it. If you guys can't travel and people can't travel, then, you know, this is one of those acts of whatever they call it insurance wise that, um, you know, act of God, act of God, you know, if we have to cancel, we will. But right now, it's not my intention to do that. Uh, but we're going to see you guys. And um, our little friend Sonia Rinaldi from Brazil is going to be there. And some other really great individuals. Um, Chris Fitting, the spirit illustrator. And uh, Jennifer Brazier is going to be there. And all kinds of new friends from the Seattle area. And then what do we have after that? In August, we're going to do another We Don't Die Discovery event in Orlando. It's going to be a five-day event, just us together with a small group of people experimenting. And then the biggest news, which has not been released yet publicly, is um, for those people who had been to the Afterlife Symposium in the past years in Arizona, really, really big events uh, done by our friends from AREI, the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. The third weekend in September we, we don't die, are going to be with AREI and put on an afterlife symposium. So that'll be in Phoenix, Arizona. And it's interesting because I have the full-time job catering for the race car teams. I kept saying, if only I had more time to work on the We Don't Die projects. <laughs> so interestingly <laughs> enough, the time now for all of us, there is something like we were just talking about gratitude and things. There is something about speaking a dream to have it real, but there's also something about writing it down, looking at your calendar, putting in a little bit every day to make things happen. So I think for all of us, 
I, you know, I don't want the virus to be out there, but for myself, I can easily see myself on the couch eating ice cream in my pajamas, watching Netflix, and then all of a sudden two months pass like this, and I say, oh, I could have done this, 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 and this. So the most successful people, they have a vision, they have a dream, they write it down, and they take little steps. Because even if you say, I'm going to write a book, you don't have to do something that big. But say you wanted to do something like that. Um, you just say, I'll do 15 minutes a day. Well, guess what happens? That 15 minutes turns into an hour. I know from 99% of the projects that I have done, I can't wait for inspiration to happen because inspiration just does not show up and then you feel like writing or you feel like cleaning your room or whatever that may be. There's a book that I had read that God will work with you, but not for you. And the whole idea is you get started with perspiration and the inspiration slides right in. And so when you don't even expect it, you get into that zone, whether you're exercising or you're doing po writing poetry or writing a book or whatever, but you have to take the action. Absolutely, Sandra. I think yeah. what you're saying there in terms of people get stuck, don't they? They become apathetic or they become avoidant or they deflect a little bit because the difficult stuff just never seems to get done. But now is a perfect opportunity to have a look at what's getting in the way of actually doing it. We can't really clean a house so much. We can't do it, decorate rooms so many times. I think that's where we spoke earlier on about that self-reflection. I know that there's ways that people can do that, that going into the power, that mindfulness, the meditation, and having a look at the dreams. I've once heard a quote that said, what's the difference between a dream and a goal? A goal you actually make steps towards. And what you're saying there is exactly that. What are you guys going to do in this time? Let's put it on you. I'm just thinking, do we still have maybe a, a Q&A on Thursday? Well, interestingly enough, we do. Um, um, well, I think we had both, don't we? Yeah. Folks, the way we started this is we had this brainstorm to do this, and then I thought, well, let's just do it tomorrow and try it out. So we can – oh, my internet says it's unstable. Okay. You're still, I'm you're still like that. I can internet. Still okay. I got a big flash. Your internet is unstable. Thank you very much. But we are going to do another one of these chats come Thursday. I probably had a look of, look of horror on my face about five minutes ago because I, I'm trying to see the comments because we've got hundreds of comments on Facebook, but it's only letting me see the last five. So I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> <laughs> We'll find a way around it. Yeah, so let everybody know what's happening and what's because if there's that many people on, we now have a way of reaching everybody. Um, yeah. But in terms of using our time, we need to look at a way of reaching those that don't want to lose their access to their spiritual development, mm -hmm. to their healing, to their mediumship, um, to being able to understand their their ability to sit in the power, to meditate. We don't want to lose access to those people. And we don't want those people to become isolated. And when you may become isolated, we sometimes lose the drive. 
to actually do it, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And then it carries on. So it's finding out a way we've got things on, on the, the burners, they say, in order to try and do that. And we'll be making that, we'll be sharing that with yourselves and on websites and such like coming up. Um, yeah, um, I was just about to say, yeah, we, we've put our thinking caps on how do we reach people. Um, so by doing this, what you what we're doing now, um, we're doing a lot of online courses and things like that, mm -hmm. um, making sure that people can still access this. Uh, we're looking at other activities as well. Um, we have a global support network for everybody, um, all the students that we have. Um, so we're all constantly putting things on there so nobody feels isolated. Mm -hmm. we're, creating a family environment if you will like we're doing here with scott and darren and yourself um where we can we can reach everybody and give them something to do so nobody's got an excuse to be bored in the house anymore so we've got all these courses all these things planned and i'm sure darren and scott are the same so it, it, it's just working in a different way um just because th this virus has happened doesn't mean that life stops we have to carry on um and what we're in what we're doing is being in service to the spirit world and trying to um, fulfil that need. I think that service is important. Mm. I know we all earn a living because of what we do, but keeping prices the same, doing everything as it always was, and not profiteering from this, mm. I think that's a bit about integrity um, and truth giving back. I know I've seen a lot of people hiking up prices of private sittings and training. For me, it just doesn't sit well. And I know for you, and I would put money on the three of you are the same. People are in need. Let's not let's not break that trust. We work on behalf of the spirit world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think this is an opportunity for us to give things back. You know, yes. give back to people who may not be comfortable coming into a classroom environment, coming into uh, or getting on the plane and traveling. This is an opportunity for us who have been blessed in our journey that the door of the spirit world has opened up further for us. And through years of sitting, I know I'm, I'm hitting my 24th year now of sitting and blending with the spirit world. Now more than ever, all I want to do is share thoughts that people will go away inspired to sit for the world that I love and a world that I know exists. And I think people can believe in the spirit world or know in the spirit world. I've gone from believing to knowing. And I've always moaned and shared my opinion that I feel that mediumship may not be of the same standard, and especially where trans and physical is concerned, and I've been always saying that I felt that we have lost our spirituality and this is a perfect opportunity. But the spirit world predicted this. The spirit world spoke about this when back in uh, 2000, uh, the spirit world said that there will come a time of renewal. There will come a time when you cannot travel across the countries. You will be remained and remain in the house, the house of the spirit where you must sit. And it sounded like a riddle back then, but is actually true and wisdom for today. And so for me, is using this time to share our thoughts and share the path that I have walked, but also to reiterate, these are our peculiarities within our own awareness. And I want you guys as uh, mediums to find your own way to the spirit world. 
But some of you may not desire that you want to be a medium, you want to be a sitter, or that you have had a catastrophic experience that has caused someone who you love to ebb away from this world into the spirit world. And you just need to be around people and say, is this real? Is my family member living on? They're not lost. They're not rotting or anything like that. They are living and they walk by your side. And through <clears throat> even us talking now, I hope that we are reaching people who are in need in whatever capacity it may be. So for me, for this time, um, we spiritually are going to be sitting more. We'll be uh, building our connection with the unseen world, but then allowing the spirit world to move through us, but also tidying up our house, tidying up our lives, tidying up things that we've held on for for four years, or if not longer, I've got two big skips and I've been throwing stuff away, but using it as a, a mental exercise of saying, I'm letting go now. I'm moving on now. This is the old and now this is a new. And I like Darren, he talks so much. He is absolutely, <laughs> I can't get a word in edge ladies. I just keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And it's a, a, it's a time for him just to go into his silence. <laughs> <laughs> within that moment, isn't but, that right? Yes, but we are decorating as well. Um, and I know me and Scott's talked about it many a times. Um, with what's going on in the world, <laughs> with what's going on in the world you either get the good or the bad showing themselves you get the good people wanting to help and do good and you get the bad taking advantage like Sandra mentioned the guy with the anti-back gel stuff um, putting the prices up um, and I know um, Kerry's touched on it you know some of the prices people are charging for readings when there's people out there in need I think it's, it's disgusting it makes my blood boil it makes me angry and what we're trying to do is create an environment for everyone doing these kind of things so people know they're not alone. We're all going through the same thing, um, but we need to try and keep it positive and try and have a positive outlook. Um, and that's what, that's what we want to get out of these sessions is something with a positive outlook. Let's try and get rid of the negativity that's going on. Um, we know it's still there, but let's try and look at the positive. And the one thing we do, do not want to do and never will do, and I know Kerry's already touched on it, we're, we're not here to take advantage of people and we would never do that. Um, and it's just sickening to see some of these people out there that are doing that. Um, so I hope it comes across to you all in this way. Yeah, we're, not, we're here to, to help and support as best mm. we can. As you can see, that he, you know, he's constantly talking, isn't he? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but it is. The, the thing is that grief and death don't care how old or young you are. Grief gets us in the middle of the night. It gets us when we least expect it. I, I, my friend said it's like a snake and it wraps around you and suffocates you. And I know from part, you know, personal experience how soul-destroying it is. And just having someone coming up and just saying, look, you're, you're all right, you're, you're gonna get through this and we will walk this path together. So, but it is, it's disheartening to see that people are making absolute huge bucket loads of cash out of people who are so vulnerable at this moment. And hopefully if you can join us on the Sunday for the divine service, you will see how the spirit world can move us. And if you don't get a message, you know, you can say that I played a part in giving someone that opportunity to get a message. Then that's the community that I know that Sandra 
has dreamt for and what we aspire to bring together. Mm. See, Darren, please stop talking. It's, it's just so <laughs> We were just thinking exactly the same thing, but no, I think well, you, it's a really, yeah, a really valuable point, though, when we're giving that service when we're in the power I don't think people realize that even if they, they attend the divine service they're helping somebody else receive a contact their positivity their thought their consciousness is interacting they're engaging and it's providing a power of that universal condition that we call love that we're working within and it touches people it reaches out to them it gives them hope support and that's what we're really about and the more people that engage and send those thoughts, we can make a difference. And even for the spirit world, people think, oh, it's just one person coming through. There's hundreds of souls, people coming forward just for that one person to get that contact, just for that one spirit, one loved one to bring that communication. So on both sides of the veil, they are working, we're working, they're working. And it's about fulfilling that need. And, and that need, unfortunately, is there at the moment. People are going to sleep tonight and may work, wake up to be in grief in the morning because of situations within the families. Uh, and it, it's harrowing. It really is. And, and we need to start supporting each other, reaching out, doing a little bit, and certainly not, as a few of us have already said, property from that. It, it, that's not what it's about. Being in service to the spirit world is not about money. It, it's about right. giving yourself, developing yourself, and the reward you get is when you go to the spirit world, it's those people that you've helped there waiting for you. And that's the difference you'll feel when the spirituality is there, the intention is there with the love of the spirit and the want to be in service as opposed to delivering a private sitting or delivering something when the, the spiritualization of the soul hasn't really fully taken place. I'm not saying we're all finished the article, I'm certainly far from it, but I know that the integrity is there and that's why, Sandra, I believe that these people and the other people that you bring together, that's why we're all here. I've got a couple of things I was thinking of. You who's <coughs> listening now, who's typed in a question, I can't figure out how to see them, but we're going to do this. Actually, it's Friday night, not Thursday night. night. Friday night, we're going to do this again. And if anyone types a question into the whatever message area, comment area, um, we'll pull them together and we'll use those questions to do our questions and answers. It, I, know, I know someone's asked, Sandra, are they able to see this um, recording again afterwards? Uh, yes, absolutely. This will stay on Facebook Live, and then I can also, I will also post this everywhere else I can. It's being recorded, but the Facebook Live will stay up. However, you're watching it, if you're on Carrie and Phil's Facebook wall or Scott or Darren's, or there are some die. questions coming in. I just want to reach out to Caroline and say, yes, please, condolences. Yeah, and we will be able to approach that question on Friday. It's a very, very good question. Yeah, again, my, my, it's just flashed up on, on the other device and it's, you know, even though that we are sensitive to the thoughts of eternity, reading someone who has, is going through that pain of that someone has passed, our hearts go out to you and we, we will try and help wherever possible and that's what we do as human beings you know, and, and I hope that your family 
uh, and everyone who who loves your sister um is 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 getting the need that they they require at the moment and um our hearts are there for you can i maybe just and sandra is it okay to attend to the very last sentence is yes. he able to be around this early absolutely yes absolutely. Yeah. no doubt yeah we've we've had people who have attended a demonstration and their loved one has come through and actually spoke about the preparation for their funeral and you're like pardon and then you find out that that person passed away that morning mm -hmm. and um i i my friend uh, is very uh strong about using this word loss when someone says i've, I've lost someone and my, my my friend from the unseen world says you know to lose someone shows you've been very careless not to label them no one is ever lost and dying is the easy part living that is difficult and dying is is like closing your eyes and waking up again and a friend of mine from again from the spirit world said that dying is like the first time you step on the on an airplane there's the, there may be a bit of fear or excitement there may be a little bit of sick or laughter along the way you may be on the same journey as other people there may be some bumps along the way but then when you reach the destination when that door opens and you step off that aircraft you realize what all the fuss was about you know there was no fuss it is as easy as breathing in and out yeah. and i make that very very clear when people are talking about transitioning transitioning people have these really crooky ideas of, of of things dying is as easy as being born and you know we don't remember the birth and we won't remember the death is closing your eyes and opening up and seeing people who we love standing there saying come on girl you did well come with me and you're there in the spirit world and you know every ounce of pain is faded away any anxiety you have is melted away and that's one thing that we as mediums hear quite often from the spirit world um and a lot of voices turn around and say i wish i knew i wish i knew there was this world what waits us and um a lot of voices that we do hear and do speak back they say if only i use this opportunity to say how much they mean to me and as mediums we we are privileged to have the opportunity to go to bed that night and say to the person who we love how much they mean to us absolutely and we're all mediums so we can all just because we don't purchase a reading with somebody doesn't mean we can't communicate with our loved ones they're around us they're cheering us on their hand is probably on your shoulder right now they're doing everything possible when you quiet your mind whether it's sleep or just sitting in the stillness of your own mind to let you know that they're there and they haven't left you and they can hear you you can hear your thoughts they can hear your words and i know when my dad passed even though i had already started this journey on on um, believing in the afterlife. I mean, grief rips us apart. Uh, Kitty just wants to be in the picture, doesn't she? <laughs> she's, she's, so. she? She's such an attention seeker. I don't know where she gets it from. <laughs> but grief, you know, I was thinking about this when you talked about grief, Scott. Grief isn't just when we have a loved one pass. And of course, that is tremendous. And there's a lot of that going on in the world. 
but it's when somebody's diagnosed with illness, when your life changes substantially, when you, I tell you, losing a job, losing an income, losing your health, grief kicks in and all those things that come with it, your mind becomes unclear. There can be anger. There can be the what ifs. There can be guilt. Um, there's so many things. I mean, you, you might feel scatterbrained that you just can't think straight. And there is a lot of loss and there's a lot of grief for that, but there's a lot of loss in a lot of ways. So I think um, to realize and be gentle with yourself, grief is something that we really don't have any control over. It's our brain and our being trying to get balance again when it was knocked over, like the rug pulled out from underneath you. And it takes time. I, I mean, I've, I've really looked at the brain and the body chemistry and what happens with our neurotransmitters and how long it takes to get through grief. But it was just on this conversation now that I realized that the uncertainty we have in the world right now, and many of us have lost our incomes. Um, people are frightened if they're going to lose their houses. People have lost their health. There's the fear, what if I lose my health? not to mention all the people that have died because of the virus and everything else going on right now is I ask you to be gentle on yourself. Before I even wrote my book, I created an audio called how to survive grief and it's free. It's, it's on, we don't die radio.com or survivegrief.com. You can listen to it, but it talks about what grief is and some different things we can do to help build up those healthy chemicals within us. And it, it's stuff like being together now, having a kitty cat on your lap, going out and getting some sunshine on, on you, <clears throat> watching a fun movie, anything that you can do to take your mind off the pain just for even a minute, um, quieting your mind or listening to some music and just concentrating on your own breath with a prayer in mind to connect with your loved ones. All of that's good things that will help help you through the grieving process. So I just happened to think about that, that this, a lot of these crazy behaviors that people are doing, I think could be grief related, you know, and I think there will be anger and people won't know how to direct their pain, but it's some things happening with grief. Yeah, I think that, um, how can I put this? Grief is not something that you can see. It's not something you can put a plaster on. It's, it's, it's a personal journey and it, it it's not understood by a lot of people because they, a lot of people have not experienced it in some way or form. So I think your words of being kind to somebody, being kind to the self is really important because we don't understand what grief is to another person, what journey they're going through, what thoughts they're having. And if, I think there's, there's got to be um, a life after a life after whatever it is, illness, a life after loss, a life after living, it, 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 there has to be a life after, there has to be. And, and I think we have to keep that positively in our minds, especially at the moment, that life will go on. Life will not only go on <laughs> from this side of the veil or the other side, is I have found through myself and you guys and a lot of people that I've met that some of these most dire times and the hardest times that we experience actually have the potential to um, set us on a journey for our own spiritual growth. What does it all mean? You know, um, be close in our relationships. Did you want to say something, Scott? 
No, I was I was agreeing with you because, like like you said, that you know this this situation that's occurring is a form of grief because we can't do what we what used to be able to do. We can't see you know it's Mother and Sunday today, and our government has told us we shouldn't go and see our mothers, and it's like that kind of oh, I want to go but I can't go. But you can still pick up the phone, and it's like have the spirit world communicate for us. I always think my dad lives in Australia and occasionally he can pick up the phone and let me know that he's all right and how he's continuing his life. But the, you know, grief is like the soul mourning. It mourning that that person that's not there anymore physically. But I wonder if the spirit world mourned us when we were born. You know, we were born, we were taken from their world into this world. And, you know, in Silver Birch said, when, when, you, when you were born, we wept tears of sadness as you, your world weep tears of joy. And when you pass back into our world, we weep tears of, of joy as your world weep tears of sadness. And I, I like that phrase because it makes us think something greater. And I remember when I was really, really angry uh, with life, I use the word life when my dad passed from this world to the world we call unseen. And I got really angry and I shouted in my head, um, you know, why? And I heard my sister's voice who's in the other world shout back to me and said, little brother, you have had him for 35 years. It's my turn now. And my grief lifted like that because my sister now is looking after my father in the spirit world. And for me, that, that gives us that, that, oh, at that moment of thinking differently. Yes, we still miss that physical touch. We still miss that, that chair being full around the Christmas table. But rest assured that our loved ones are there. They're here now listening to us. They're here sitting next to you whispering into your ear can you hear me can you feel me and you know we we get that, that gentle flutter of knowing that they are there and then you say is it my imagination well if it is may it never end and your loved one must be so proud of you being aware of them once more oh i've got i've gone on a journey haven't i no well i thought we could do something fun <laughs> kind of fun right now is one of the favorite things of uh, listeners that we don't die radio is hearing stories of why people believe in the afterlife. And it doesn't have to be too lengthy, but you know, I can go first to let you guys think about what your answers are going to be. But maybe if it is somebody close to you, how do you know they are around and like what proof or evidence have you received? And I can just share just a, I mean, I've, obviously listened to interviewed now 332 guests on this inter, on my show. Um, but for me, after dad passed, and even though I knew what I knew and I believed in the afterlife, I mean, I missed him something terribly. And I saw a woman who was a medium. She's retired now. Her name is Reverend Rita Berkowitz. And she actually wrote a book called the idiot's guide to communicating with spirits. <laughs> and that's how I got on part of this journey, but I saw her and she had uh, her sketch pad out and she starts talking to me about my dad. And, and then she says, Oh, you have a grandmother here too. And describes my grandmother. 
And she described a couple of conversations that I had with my dad as if he was saying these words to me. And there's not a living soul that would have known about this conversation. And as she's doing this, she's got her sketch pad out and she started with his brown eyes. And then she drew a picture of my dad that looked very much like he looked when he was in the Air Force in his 20s. And of course, he died 74 with all kinds of tubes sticking out of his nose and being very frail. And she, she's the one who told me that we get to pick whatever age and whatever health we want to be. And she said, that was your dad's most favorite time. And so that was so special to me that I just knew, because there's no way she could have known the, this means such a special conversation. There's, there's no way. And so just recently within the last, oh, I don't even know, one, six months or so, we have a, a special friend in Brazil. Her name is Sonia Rinaldi. And she's very busy in her laboratory and she does some wild things. But one of the things she does is she has static electricity or static energy coming um, into, how do you even call it, like a dome. And she films it. And people who have lived, who are no longer alive, have actually recreated their faces and pictures. So mothers have seen their children and um one lady, Betty Ann, saw her husband, how he lived, not when he died as an old man, but as a young man, how, his, how he came through. Well, Sonia, not having a picture of my father and no picture being out like this, she had sent out some pictures and she's, you know, they're unknowns to her. And lo and behold, one of them was a picture of my dad very much in his younger days, how he looked when he was in the Air Force. Now we have a picture similar but the picture we have of him, you know, he's looking right at the camera. This, he's looking away. And there's no picture like that. And then another one came through that was dad a little bit older. But it's him. I mean, you know when you see a picture that, that that's them. And so it takes, like Scott talks about going from, you know, faith to, to really knowing. And it's just so comforting. And I live my life not always remembering that I wrote a book on the afterlife or I'm a host of this show. I get caught up in the drama of being alive. And then sometimes it takes a little while to look back and say, wait a minute, you know, um, this is all an education for my soul. I'm here to learn. I'm here to make the most of it. I'm here to be responsible, I'm here to be powerful. You know, like this can all shift. But it's these kind of things that had me know that <clears throat> dad's around and his love is around and you know, I trust he's right here with me now. Do you guys want to share a story? Or will you, whether you want to or not? <laughs> well, most of the mine's covered in your interview that I've done oh. in a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk that. We don't die radio.com. The very last episode is an hour and a half hearing from this young man, Darren, episode 332. Sorry to interrupt, but it's such a great episode. <laughs> But for me personally, I mean, we've all had readings. Um, I've had a couple of readings with different people. But I always, I still challenge and question everything. Even though I believe, I still challenge and question everything. And me personally, I've, I've never had that 100% evidence come through from my, any of my loved ones. Um, but for me, what keeps me in it and what I, what I hunger for more is knowing the part, and I think Phil touched on it earlier, is knowing the part we play. You know, even participating in a church service, a demonstration, whatever it may be, it's it's having that joy of giving someone else that comfort from grief. 
you know, I've been in hundreds of demonstrations with Scott. I've been in demonstrations with, with Phil and Kerry and other people. And it's just playing that part for me. You know, we're playing a part to, to make someone's day, to give them that comfort, to give them that communication. And for me, that's what it's about. It's, I'm not there for myself. I'm not there to get messages of information. Um, I'm happy to be there to play a part in that. You know, just to give that moment, uh, that change, whatever it may be. Um, and I know we've all been together in the States in a few uh, conferences. And when you see how some of these people come out a different, you know, we always say there's every conference we put on between us all. We always say there's one person that conference that is designed for. Um, and I won't go into Sarge may want to go into detail on that, but it is. There's always there's always a reason or somebody that gets the most out of that conference. Um, and for me, that's what all the demonstrations are about. It's being part of it, providing as much power and energy to give someone that comfort, that knowing, that understanding, whatever it may be. And for me, that's what it's about. It's just giving that comfort to someone else. And that's, that's what I enjoy about it the most. Thank you. I think I enjoy true mediumship when someone is in the very essence and in that moment and seeing how they're, they're not only just bringing words of memories, they're bringing the essence of the communicator. You can feel that your dad is in the room. They, they take on certain mannerisms and just seeing that is incredible. And through all the years of sitting in seances and trance demonstrations and seeing mental mediums work, I, I have never lost that passion, that love. Every time someone does a demonstration, it's like Christmas Eve for me. It's the unknown, the excitement that we could meet up with our relatives. And I'm very, very lucky that I've had messages of comfort encouragement so for me it's the philosophy but seeing someone come into a room completely broken completely shattered and watching the medium or if i'm the medium or anyone's a medium doing their job by putting themselves to one side and giving sufficient information that becomes the evidence you know uh, there was a lovely lady called lisa and uh, I made a, a mistake by saying that uh, Lisa has had tragedy and now she's a, a, a happy mum. And she said, no, I'm a happier, happier. I'm not happy. I'm a happier person. And I realised then very importantly that, you know, we make people breathe again. We make people get up again and dust themselves off take a deep breath in because when death comes, it punches you in the gut. And when you punch you in your gut, you lose your breath. But as a medium, we can stand there and just give you comfort. And like Phil did a, a demonstration, I was lucky enough to have my father. And my father is a bit, bit, bit quirky in his information. He won't give just normal things. And the medium has to be brave to work with my father because my father used to stand there, fart, and then walk away and blame you for it. And those are the memories that I'm looking for. And Phil was brave enough to not go for the obvious, oh, your dad loves you. I've got your father here and he's breaking wind. He, he put it in a, a very good way, but I knew exactly where he was going. And then he goes and he walks off and blames someone else for it. And that's my father. He's brought the essence memory and has made me feel happier within myself. 
So for me, it's, it's a medium who's able to work beautifully and lose self in the communication. That's great. Thanks for sharing that story because I was sending you that vibe. Like, tell that story. <laughs> yeah. My dad would, he would, he would fart. He doesn't care who was there. He'll break wind and he'll blame the person next to him. Uh, and Or he'll, he'll go to the toilet and he'll break wind and then push you in the room and hold the door closed. And you're like, ah, down on the door. <laughs> and he'll say, breathe it in, son, breathe yeah. it in. I think um, it's, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Scott. No, no, no. But that's my father. And that's what a medium can do because not everyone is, is could say, I love you, but they can do kind of quirky things. And, and you just remember. And I was like, that, my dad's here in the room. My dad's here because this is exactly how he was. Thanks. I, I think that for me personally, um, there's so much evidence that can be given. I'm going to echo Scott's words. When you stand in the essence of the spirit world of that communicator, everything disappears. You, you're telling their story of life. You're bringing it to life. And that's the part, as a demonstrator, I love because we go out there, we have nerves, we're worried, we, we think, are they going to come? What's it going to be like? Will it happen? Will it be good? Will it be? We have all those natural fears once you're in the essence, once you're stood in that power, that other world takes over. Uh, and for me, what Scott's talked about, the quirky information, that to me is evidence of who they are. We can all get names and all the rest of it. But for me, it's the personal memories. It's the personal journey. It's the personal story, how it all comes together. Uh, and for me, it's getting this grey matter out of the way and just just letting them impress upon me. Um their information and the way they want to bring it. And I, I do believe that's the most important thing in the way that they want to bring it, when they want to bring it. Otherwise, the medium is controlling the contacts, the medium's still there. So standing in that essence and just losing yourself in that magic is, is absolutely wonderful. And there's been a few occasions where we've been demonstrating where we've got so engrossed and all of a sudden the spirit world has let go it's like, oh, what am I doing? Where am I? And I panicked. And, and this young lady helps me out and says, this is what you just said. This is what you're doing. So just calm down. It's like, oh, okay. And we go back into that power again. So it, for me, it, it is standing and understanding that there's so many people in the spirit world wanting that one contact because there's a genuine need there, like we're doing this tonight, there's a genuine need for it and just letting them express their truth and love. And a good contact should be evidential, objective, but personal, emotional as well. Like Scott said, you should be able to feel them in the room. You should be able to feel the presence. And, and to echo Darren's words, everyone should feel it in the room. And you know when that happens, you're in that special place and everything else seems to just dissipate. And for me, that's the greatest mm -hmm. thing about being a medium. Mm -hmm. I think if we go into every contact and every demonstration and every seance with it as an experiment, there's never any guarantee. And when a medium goes in needing that reassurance that everything will be okay, what I found, I'll speak for myself, in the beginning it just absolutely fell apart because of my need to have control and my need to know. But when we just, you know the word surrender sounds opposite to allowing 
But when we surrender and allow ourselves just to be within the presence of the spirit world and within that God force, touching the divine within ourselves, nothing else matters. You said you disappear and you forget everything. It's hard to explain. The closest thing might be if somebody likes painting or music or dancing or art or poetry. It's when you're in that flow and suddenly just things start coming out. It's exactly the same. We're in touch with that part of ourself that's naturally of the divine and has no limitations. And I would believe that everybody who allows himself the space, and we have lots of it in the coming weeks, allows himself the space to get in that place with himself. They're bound to find some spiritual aspect of themselves that allows them to become more present. And when that happens, magic happens. I love to see you guys, all of you work. It's great because you are animated. It's joyful. And let's face it, we might only have 90 minutes together. Not everyone's going to get a, a reading or evidence, but you can feel the joy and you just know that I know my dad's there, even though you brought Scott's dad through. So you, or you, just, you just feel it. You just feel that there's a whole team on the other side that are there. So we'll be doing more of the online demonstrations and then we'll have the divine this coming Saturday I'll put that slide up before we end too uh, so if anybody wants to just jot down the time and the website you can and then also the divine service that we're having on Sunday uh, and you can just jot that down the thing about Sunday is you can watch it live on Facebook or we also have a zoom link and if you haven't used Zoom before, it's how we're recording this or filming this right now. It's an online conference room. And if you want to be part of the, um, well, you, you'll see the whole thing, but there'll be a time where Phil will bring forth the evidence of the afterlife and bring through some spirit communicators and say, <laughs> you'll do it. Um, no. It's not about Phil, you know, it's not about Phil. But anyways, they're, there needs to be a way for you to say, oh, you know, I can accept that information. And so on Zoom, if you sign in with the Zoom link, you'll actually be able to raise your hand uh, or click yes or no if you can accept the information. And there might be a large crowd on Sunday and watching it on Facebook. There's no way that we can keep track of the um, comments. So I, this is free. I'll show you the link in just a second. So just as important to join us on zoom and then we'll give the instructions of how that all happens. So it'll be the same content, but you just get to participate while on zoom. Um, let me do that right now. If I can do this once again, let's see, here we go. <laughs> Sandra and her screen share. I think we've done very well. You guys with this first time that we're doing this. You've done really well. Yes. You have brilliantly. You're pro. <laughs> we're together. Okay. So this, Oh, actually, here we go. Let me do this one first because this one's coming up Saturday. And again, this is a paid event. This is $25, which will go to a good cause because we know our friends are not working right now. Um, but you can see over on the right, your local time zone, hopefully. And then the website to register is www.bit.ly forward slash Carrie and Phil. And you can find this on wedontdieradio.com also. And if you have a piece of paper out right now, I'll leave that up just for two more seconds. And then the other one is our 
online divine service. And again, however you're viewing this right now on Facebook Live, this will be a way that you can access it, of course. And of course, you can share this with anyone you want. But on, you'll see the online divine service Zoom link. It's quite a bit to type in, but uh, again, we will post this on Facebook and all of our pages and also um, at wedontdieradio.com. But HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash zoom dot us forward slash J forward slash four four five three nine three one two seven. So I'm going to leave that up just a couple more seconds because I'm just visualizing people frantically trying to find a piece of paper and a pen. <laughs> when, when Friday's one? Friday will be just like we're doing just now. And if you guys are able to see comments on your end, I think, here, let me get this off the stop share here. If as a team, you guys are able to see the comments and we can also go through the comments of people who have watched this live with us. And of course, between now and Friday, people will still be able to see this and leave comments and ask questions. Yes, Mr. Jennifer, Milligan. Jennifer's just flagged up and said she can't see that. You know, the Zoom one you, 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 you read out. Okay. It, I didn't change at all. It stayed as Phil and Carrie. And they, they didn't know if there was a slide so they can write it down or screenshot it. Well, what we'll do is as soon as we end this, I will edit the description of our live soiree that we just had, and I'll put the link in there. Okay, Jennifer and everybody? It's a good job we didn't start picking our nose and stuff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> There's me having a supper tea, which is cold. Oh, well, my friends, any closing words? I think it's cocktail hour here. Oh, I think, I think in, in reflection of what's happening, that we are lucky tonight to have air in our lungs, love in our hearts. And outside these four walls, there are people who are going to bed tonight who are in so much fear, so much doubt of, and uncertainty of what to do next. And I think that if you are able tonight with your prayers, to sit quietly and send a thought to those who are struggling at this moment and just say spiritually i am there for you we as spiritualists know that as we walk this path our thoughts are dusted with with the love of eternity and we know that death is not the end death is but a bend in a road that we will but there are others out there tonight who are absolutely terrified. And if whatever you can do in your life to bring a bit of laughter, a little bit of magic to someone who's struggling, even if it is a toilet roll that you can leave on a doorstep or a chocolate that you can post through the letterbox and just saying, thinking of you, you know, people say that spirit, you know, mediums are spiritual but I think the test of real spirituality is, is someone who cares for another. So just that simple act of kindness will make this world brighter. And fear feeds darkness, but love consumes darkness. So if we can have love in our heart, we will consume this, this fever very, very quickly. 
and hopefully put an end to it and come out differently afterwards. So stay safe, be you, love yourself, love each other and laugh. And uh, in the United Kingdom, we're having a day, I believe it's the 28th, but it's Thursday, where at eight o'clock we are going outside our front door and we're clapping at eight o'clock. And it's for all the people who are on the NHS, the front line, who are running towards the fire when people like us are running away from it. So we are just respecting those who are supporting the weak, helping the sick and comforting those who have just had someone pass from this world. Mm-hmm. So wherever you can, just if someone's in the, in the national service, you, you respect them. Yeah. And kind of echoing what Scott's just said, um, I mean, the world we're in at the moment is quite hard. We can assume the TV's full of, you know, all this, you know, what's going on with Corona and this, et cetera. And it's nice to have these events we're having at this moment, just to have that getaway, distraction. that distraction from it. Um, and like Scott said, if you can just help one person, whether it's put a toilet roll on their door, whether it's phone them up, um, just, you know, as spiritual people, that's what we do. So if everyone can just do that one little thing, um, and I know it's hard, you know, we're in our homes alone, you know, we're thinking a lot more, um, but try not to get consumed by it. Try to keep positive. Um, and at the end of the day, we're all going through this across the world together at the same time. And we'll all get through it together. Um, and just keep that in your minds. You know, hopefully these kind of sessions will help with that. Um, it's certainly helped me. It's cheered me up today. Um, well, you just I... can't stop him talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I only have him to talk to. And having other people, it's really nice. And I'm really looking forward to Friday to having more interaction with you guys. I know we're not interacting with you so much now. Um, but interacting with Phil, Kerry, Sandra is amazing. Uh, but it'd be amazing to interact with the other guys as well that we can't interact with at the moment. Um, but just remember, we're all going through this together and we'll all get through this together. Yeah. And if not, have loads of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> and do what we've been doing is play Disney Monopoly. We've been playing Disney Monopoly and we've had to create people like pillows with eyes who are the extra players at the moment and talk to them and allow the spirit friends and team to draw close and play as well. And that's before the alcohol. I placed something on Facebook today and it was about allowing ourselves to focus our energy on those things that we can actually have control and influence over. I know it's um, a a term in which we can find ourselves in, but when we spend time focusing on television, the news reports, whether we've got enough toilet roll, whether we're going to have enough pasta. Um, We really, outside of our own homes, have very little control over that. So my words would be focus on what you have influence on because that's where you're going to make the biggest difference. That's where you're going to be able to help others when you're helping yourself as well. So take that time to focus on what's important for you, your health, your well-being, your mental health, your physical health. In terms of your emotions, allow yourself to really feel what's coming. It's not good. It's pretty awful. But if we deny that and squash that down, we're not. We're suppressing things that actually need to express. So just allow yourself to focus on what's important. Um, and when you're doing that, then you can be there for others.
because you're not caught in the drama. And a lot of it, I'm not saying it's not bad, it is, it's awful. But when we're caught in an external drama of things we have no control over, we lose sight of what's important. And what's important is contact like this, contact in the home, and contact with ourselves inside as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that Darren, Scott, Kerry, Sandra, it's all been said tonight, really positive words, but I'm going to ask something of every viewer, and I want you to be selfless later this evening, whenever you're going to bed, and take a few moments to think of everybody in the world, everybody you know, family, friends, foe even, and send that healing, send that thought, send that positivity. Let's start creating an atmosphere where we can be spiritual people. Let's offer ourselves to that great, infinite source of power and love, the creative force of life, and let's interact with it and start changing our atmosphere, start changing the way that our thoughts are, from the drama to the negative to the positive. Let's make that shift. Let's let the soul inspire us. And secondly, if you feel like doing it during the day, sending that thought, then do it. Don't let that moment pass. If we all have that moment, that inspiration, we can change the way that the world is at the moment. We can change people's whole lives. So thank you, Sandra, for letting mm. us be part of this tonight. It's been absolutely fantastic. Well, out of the worst things that have, has happened in my life came the best things that's happened. And so not only having the show and the book and the things we do together, but it's just having you guys as my best friends. So my closing words are, I was thinking our mind can make a hell out of heaven and a heaven out of hell. Our thoughts are so important. And like Carrie said, um, look to see the things that you can do in, in your life. Look for opportunities. I know when I direct my attention on bringing someone else joy, there's no time in my mind to be thinking about woe is me or what's happening in the world. I'm here with my mom. You guys are together. Even if you're alone, pick up the phone, call someone, get into conversations about shared memories or things you've done together, or just let them know why you love them or some good things about them. You know, all those things are good. So set your eye on service and caring for another. Don't let your mind stew, you know, put your mind to good use. We have that control. And then also we have a lovely group here on Facebook, a big shout out to all the listeners. We have We Don't Die Listeners Facebook group. If you're watching from some other way and you're on Facebook, just type in We Don't Die Listeners. There's a question, you know, why do you want to be part of this group? And you can say, well, that's Scott Milligan's attractive or whatever that may be. <laughs> <laughs> Love that kitty cat. Um, but join us because we have these kind of conversations through chats and it's a good way to reach all of us as well. So be looking uh, soon and I'll post details about our, our next meeting on Friday and we'll answer your questions and we'll figure out how to see the comments. I'm a little jealous you guys can and I can't, but that's okay. Um, but we'll just, we're in this together. So it's a really good opportunity to be together and then we'll give you details about the demonstration on Saturday and our divine service on Sunday. And I'm excited. I really am I'm excited for it all. So thank you for being with us. 
If you want to hear some episodes of a really good podcast, you can go to wedontdieradio.com. 332 episodes. I'd start with number 332 with Darren Wynn because it is great keep you on the edge of your seat, but all free, all just good things to get you thinking and realizing that your loved ones are around. We don't die. We are surrounded by this world of invisible strength. You know, it's, it's here. People are real, you know, they're not energy. They are real people and you will see them again. That I can promise. So with that, I'm going to stop the live stream. I'm going to ask my friends here on screen to just stay where you are. Don't hang up just yet. And everybody else just be looking in the near future and I'll update it with the, the links to join us. All right. So bye, everybody. Bye. 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 bye.